1: My sweet smoke
2: flying through the air it's the way I feel. On
0: Hello everybody and it is time for not just blowing smoke coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop studio headquarters in Hooks at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us here on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're streaming live with us. If you're listening after the fact, whether that be on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google, or somewhere else, make sure you follow us there so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave, who is up here. And um, (laughs) we have two, two special guests for you tonight. We have Lauren Ferraro from... Ashton Distributors.
3: Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome doing? back. Thank you. Happy it's been to be a here. long time. <laughs> I know. It's been too long.
0: Oh, my goodness. The hiatus has been like forever. And <laughs> sitting next to me, we have Kaz Walters from DC Distribution Group. We'll explain what that means a little bit later. <laughs> but Kaz is with us. He um, works. uh owns uh, Peterson Pipes. And we did a show with them over the weekend, and um, he was here for that, and we wanted to have him on the show. We've known you for what, a little over a year now?
4: A little over a year, yeah. A little
0: over a year, and this is the first time you're on the podcast. I know. It's it been like 55 episodes, and this is the first one you've made it to. It's about time. It's about frickin' time.
4: Putting me off, but it's an honor to be here. All right.
0: So, tonight, you know, we're talking about events, And you've you've all heard the thing. You know, you walk into the cigar shop and there's a buy four, get one free. Buy this box, get this swag. You know, come in today and get this special deal that you're not going to get tomorrow. Those are some of the typical tags that we see over and over in the industry for events at brick-and-mortar stores. And whether you're a retail tobacconist like myself or an industry rep like Kaz or Lauren, Uh, or you're the customer, you've probably noticed that those traditional sales-forward events don't have the draw or the flash that they once did. Um, Now, we all know what Albert Einstein said, right? You know, the height of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And yet we do. We do the same things over and over. So we want to talk about events and what's the importance of them, what's the purpose of them, and different ideas for doing them to keep them fresh and to, and to, to figure out how we can do things uh, better so that everybody has a better experience. And um, as we talk about that, we're going to be talking about this cigar, mm-hmm. the Ashton Cabinet number no. eight. Lauren, what can you tell us about this?
3: Cigar. Sure. So this is one of my favorite cigars. Of course it is. Um, We are having a cigar (laughs) dinner tomorrow night. And yes, this is one of the cigars that we're featuring. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is going to be um, very similar makeup as the classic. Um, So true Connecticut shade wrapper. Um, It's all uh, Dominican binder and filler from Fuente's Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between this and the Classic Ashton is that it's just been aged longer, so.
0: Really, that's the only difference?
3: That's that's really the only difference. It's been aged minimum um, five years, um, where the Classic has been aged two to three years about that time. Okay. So it gives it, I think it gives it a little bit more flavor. I mean, there's still gonna be a very, you know, more mild cigar, but it's gonna give it a little mm-hmm. bit more flavor profile, a little bit more spice to it, I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yep. A lot more spice. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a lot creamier. Yeah, lot, I was going to say It's a nice thing. cedar citrus note in there, too, that right. I don't pick up off the Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic's good if you like a nice, mild cigar. It's very, very popular. Um, I'm surprised that uh pe- more people don't turn to this mm-hmm. but uh, i, oh, I and mean, if i'm selling ashton for a uh, mild cigar smoker this is what i'm going after because right. mm-hmm. I, I know that i can get them on this to say listen this, it's going to be a couple years aged longer and it's going to have a much more flavor so mm-hmm. right yep
3: if, if they if somebody likes mild but they want maybe a little bit more step mm-hmm. up yep. um, yeah. from the classic this would be definitely a go-to for yep. sure
0: and Absolutely. it's a it's a connecticut shade
3: Yep, true Connecticut rapper, shade wrapper.
0: USA Connecticut shade? Correct, yep. And then Dominican binder filler? Yep, right, right? from Fuente's farm. Right from Fuente. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Now, do you, when you say the cigar's been aged for five years, do you mean the tobacco or do you mean the cigar itself?
3: The tobacco. Minimum, the tobacco, of, yep. minimum of five, minimum years. five years. Yep.
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, and this is the number eight that we're smoking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
0: Was it a seven by 49 or about something? About that, like? yep. Yep, it's, it's almost, almost a traditional Churchill. I was going to mm-hmm. say,
3: basically like a Churchill, yep.
0: Very good. Yeah. Why is this your favorite
3: Well, Ashton? it's one of my favorite cigars. Um, I definitely like something more in the middle, um, from mild to full-bodied. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this, you can, you can smoke the cabinet any time of the day, whether it be in the morning or in the evening. Um, but it gives it, like I said, a little bit more body and flavor profile than just the classic. Mm. So...
0: And uh, what are we drinking with this? What are we pairing with the uh, cabinet? Number
3: so I chose to pair the um, Casamigos Reposado mm. tequila tonight with the cabinet, which, Paul, I know you're not a big tequila I'm, guy. I'm going
1: to tiptoe very lightly <laughs> into this, but I,
3: I really don't think it overpowers it, No. even mm-hmm. though it's a you're mild kidding. cigar and it's tequila. Um, I think you know we tend to, to go to the Scotch and bourbons all the time, but you can um, go out of the box a little bit, and I think the <laughs> Reposado does not overpower it. I think it gives it a little bit of um, good flavor profile with mm-hmm. it. What do you guys think?
0: Pat, why don't you go first? Other
3: than Paul.
5: <laughs> so the reposado is definitely we'll get to that after. But the cigar itself, it gives you like this nice, like savory, creamy kind of texture on your palate. And mm-hmm. then through the finish, it kind of introduces like kind of like those kind of spicy um, cedary notes. Uh, it's kind of like a like what paul was saying citrus like a orange peel type bitterness on the finish not like a bad bitterness but like a nice like kind of a yeah, orange yeah and then the reposado is definitely enhancing that spice note so awesome
0: paul well now that you've had a, a yeah, minute that... i see yeah. you're sweating paul well
1: <laughs> 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 what bullets uh no i, I actually i didn't I'm actually liking it, I will say this, and and I think it's because it it is kind of refining the cigar even more. This is actually a very flavorful uh, mild to medium cigar, Uh, but it's refining it more. But the pepper note, is a little bit of a pepper note in the tequila, and and the pepper spice in the the cigar are actually kind of helping to smooth it out even more, not quite canceling it out. Uh, some mm-hmm. drinks we have where the pepper note in the drink cancels out the pepper note in the cigar, but it's actually helping to smooth it out, smoothing out that nice cedar, uh, citrus notes. So I'm picking up everything that I had on the cigar on its own. It's just smoother. It mm. smooths everything out even more. So I think it's a great pairing. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a tequila fan. Um, that's why I asked for a smaller glass. <laughs> but I'm yeah. actually, it's not bad. I'm actually enjoying it. I'm, um, I'll be able to get through this, no problem. Okay. <laughs>
0: Kaz what about you you're a cigar guy too as well yeah
4: I've smoked uh, the the cabinets (laughs) for a while um I I enjoy it I I definitely get uh, a lot of the the pepper that's being referenced I get uh some woody notes like it's it's it is what it has been stated as it's a great uh medium cigar but there's a real depth of flavor and there is a a a richness and creaminess to Mm -hmm. the smoke um so I, I don't have an aversion to tequila like Paul, but it's not uh, it's not a spirit that I am as knowledgeable about, say, as as um, Irish whiskey yep. or, or, or that that's really my favorite. But sure. uh, <laughs> I, I'm really impressed. <laughs> St. Patrick's yeah.
3: Day coming up.
4: <laughs> um, I I'm really uh. Impressed with the uh, the floral notes that I'm getting out of this te- tequila, like there there's almost like a honeysuckle sweetness. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. know if there the is. Yeah, viewers mm. can can pick up on this. I'm I'm a southern boy, so uh, honeysuckle is something southern. That, yeah, that southern honeysuckle. I do declare. Yeah, <laughs> that, that <laughs> was, that was honeysuckles good. are kind of the harbinger of spring for us, and yeah. um, I I get those notes in the the tequila, and it brings out a certain floral character that. I wasn't picking up on in the cigar before really that, okay. that compliments it it's yep. it's subtle but it's there yes and uh i i think it's a great pairing i think awesome. uh, i mean you're you're well versed in tequila and you know your cigars, <laughs> so it, it's no surprise you made such a great pairing but Thank yeah you. i'm enjoying it
3: appreciate that i'm glad you guys are enjoying it
0: yeah yeah this is really good now, what do you think i i i can echo what everyone has said about the cigar mm-hmm. it you know i if i'm gonna have you know a a mild Ashton. I'm going for the cabinet. Mm. I, I I really appreciate the depth of flavor that the extra aging produces. You, It, it kind of goes against what you would think. If you take a mild cigar and you age it two or three more years, you would think it's going to get milder and milder. In this case, the tobacco kind of builds itself up a little bit. Mm. And, um,
3: it becomes more flavorful it becomes
0: more flavorful and and so there's a depth to this that i really enjoy and mm-hmm. one of the things and I, we've talked about it before when we've had when we've done ashton's on the show there is this quintessential creaminess that is across the the ashton mm-hmm. line and the cabinet has that in spades i really really like that yeah. and that mm-hmm. uh, kind of citrusy mm-hmm. zest that's been mentioned um, i think goes fantastic with the tequila mm-hmm. and the the spice and the floral notes you're picking up from the tequila to me really um, bring out that kind of orange zest and, and almost like a, a cedary-like mm-hmm. wood note to the cigar, right. at, which I think is there already, but it's ramped it up. And and um, uh, I agree with Paul too, that the, the, the spice and the tequila kind of mellows a little bit of the spice in the cigar mm-hmm. but doesn't cancel it out right so it's still you, you know you're getting that full tongue excitement mm. you know your whole are definitely a lot of
3: flavors going going on with my whole you guys palate said. is zest, having the, a party. yeah the a block the spice. party <laughs> Right. Not just
0: a party at like 22B over here. It's okay. the whole thing. The whole thing. It's the whole thing. We got it going on. I think we that, got it going
3: that on. That flavor
5: that you're getting is kind of, since it's aged an additional like two, at least two years, I think it's absorbing more of those cedar notes when it's right. aging. Yeah. So, like, I, I usually characterize cedar as kind of like under like the spice blanket because I think cedar kind of have like that, that mm. spicy kind of texture to it. So, I think a lot of that's coming from just having that extra time in the cedar. So.
2: Mm hmm.
1: I'm so glad you didn't use the word baking before you said I didn't say baking. That's what I, 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 I said. I'm, I'm so glad you didn't use
0: no, the word baking. No,
5: that's second half. I All right, here we go. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Oh, my gosh.
5: Here we go. So,
0: Lauren, yes. it's been like 12 years since you've been on the show.
3: <laughs> it's not. Right? The, it's been like, how long has it been? I mean. It's been the, almost two. No, really?
1: Yeah. because we, yeah, we, we didn't see you last year, I don't believe. For the show? Yeah.
3: Well, I thought we did one recently. Not, not. Well, like more recently than the, the yeah. when we were all in lockdown, but maybe I'm wrong.
0: I think we did we did um, we did a show did virtually a virtual. with, yeah. with the Ashton event, right? Which was kind of when the shutdown was going on.
3: But I did one with Nick. I remember Nick was here. Yep, apparently that was that was
5: that was, that was twenty. Yeah. I think it was twenty twenty. According to
3: Dan, was Nick's it? still
5: here based on the intro? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we miss Nick. Nick if why, you're, if you're tuning in, we Nick's miss you Why do I think we miss you on the
5: intro? <laughs> You sent Nick instead of Pat again. <laughs> Did he really? Did oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm Pat. sorry. It's fine. You didn't I, even mention it. I apologize.
0: Me I apologize. Two Nick. years of Nick, it's oh, kind of hard goodness. to let it go, you know? Nick, I apologize.
3: <laughs> I feel like
4: now's the time to point out that this is actually his third glass. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, that's
3: so funny. No, this is great, honestly. is so hot. <laughs>
0: It's been a really long time. Yeah. I really think it's been over a year since we've seen you live. I think it's been a, been a year show. Been it, And it may be a little bit longer than that. Yeah. So. No, it's great to be what, here. What in the name of tarnation have you been up to all that oh, time? God. Living the dream, what do you, guys. Oh, living the dream. That's just code <laughs> for it. life sucks. Yeah. No. What, <laughs> what, what. Oh, my What. I mean, there's. Rhode Island's this little nothing state. I mean, what do you do down there? Little I mean road, what, what, little what, have we, what, what have you been doing?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's nice that everything's back pretty much opened. And, yeah. You know, just we've, I mean, Ashton has been great with, with everything that's going on this last two years. But we've been pretty much on the road. We've been going full force. Obviously, events haven't been the same because right. of everything. Um, and everyone tries to be safe and whatnot. But, no, just busy. We had a great year last year. Um, we had some new products come out, like the La Roma de Cuba Passion, mm. which I know you guys have. Yep. Um, Quintessence, San Cristobal Quintessence, mm-hmm. um, was rated number three of Cigars of 2021 from Cigar Aficionado. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. Um, also, Heritage, uh, Ashton Heritage got a rating this past year. So that was exciting. Um, and, yeah, we're just really looking forward to having a great spring and summer and fall. And
0: When did— things open up for you to get back on the road
3: i mean we were honestly only home for about two months maybe um but like i said events obviously went up and down depending Mm -hmm. on state to state and what was going on with the weather and everything like that but um yeah just doing the same old thing just trying to be safe about it Mm. and um but we're happy to be out here and you know, everyone has still been great and smoking their cigars. Last year, I, I think we had, I think everyone had a great year last year. Honestly, every, com- oh my God, every yeah. company, mm-hmm. every retailer, oh. I hope, you know, um, people are just smoking and indulging, drinking, cheesecakes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so we're very fortunate. And we're happy and we appreciate all the support.
0: So, um, I, I, what have uh, you, you've, you've kind of let me segue into the discussion for tonight based on Uh, what you um, said you said you said that you know uh you know events are kind of coming back Mm -hmm. but they're up and down and people are trying to be safe and they're a little nervous you know what what have you noticed about that has has ours do you think events are kind of so so because people are The people putting the stores putting them on are very nervous about getting groups of people back together where they can spit on each other. Or do you think
3: it's
0: (laughs) what's what's
3: causing the? I mean, I I definitely think it depends on the venue. It depends on the venue. It depends on the the store or shop, lounge, bar, whatever you want to call it, and Mm -hmm. their clientele. I would say, Um, what I was actually going to refer to is um, Kurt's cookout this past year. Yeah, the barbecue. The barbecue. We had a blast at. A few of us got tattoos of um, Kurt's, um brands. um <laughs> <laughs> i might be one of them um branded for life by mr, Ken- mr. kendall's tattoo artist but um you know, like events like that, though, you know, fortunately, we had a beautiful day that day. Oh, that was gorgeous. Everything yeah. was outside for the most part. So, you know, it just depends on, um, I think once everything starts opening up more and the weather mm-hmm. turn, turns around and we're into our season, I think there will be more events. But I do think that events, like you were saying, you know, mm-hmm. people are trying to trying to think out of the box and make it more special right. and, and bring something to the consumer that is a new experience and something that they're going to look forward to. Um, So I I think that that's really what we're trying to do, even as Ashton. Like, we don't want to do the whole cut and lights all the time. And we want to do different things because we want to bring an experience to that consumer. It's not just about buying a cigar and cutting and lighting it. It's about the whole experience.
0: Yeah. You know, Paul, you want to talk a little bit about our own experience with events over the last, Couple of years, yeah.
1: I mean, a- again, when we when we talk about events, you know, it's usually going to be something like, uh, you know, a rep will come in, rep will come in, and we'll do maybe like a, they want to get customers to try their cigars, so they'll do like a four and one, buy four cigars, get one free, or mm-hmm. buy ten and get th- three, or buy a box and get six. Um, and we've been doing that, you know, pretty steadily. Uh, well, as long as I've been here, I'm sure we've been doing it much longer before then. Um, but last year really seemed to be a, a kind of a dull year. Um, I think out of all the events that we had, we really only had one truly successful event um, that we had back in around May or June time frame. And everything else was just kind of more flat, didn't really ge- generate any type of real interest.
3: Hopefully it was one of my events, but so just Could, be. <laughs> just
1: Could be. Did we even have one last year? I, I think Yeah, you did. we had a couple last year, yeah. I
3: think, yeah. But I'm just kidding. Go yeah. on. Sorry. But, and,
1: but <laughs> we would try to brainstorm, uh, you know, how can we generate excitement? Right. Um, oh. Here at Twins. Um, and so to kind of, you know, where st- we started with this, it really kind of uh, developed when you were supposed to do the Bedford Village Inn right. cigar dinner in August. And unfortunately, because of weather concerns, that got canceled. Right. Uh, but Danny and I were trying to think, gee, how can we kind of make this up for Lauren? Because, you know, she was really disappointed. You know, yeah. every, I think a lot of people were really Everyone disappointed was, yeah. with that whole thing. And he, would, he and I were thinking, can we do our own cigar dinner? Yeah. Um, and so the idea of doing a cigar dinner on our own—we've never done one, at least in the years that I've been here—kind of, um, kind of uh, took hold. Uh, it, we didn't do it; uh, it didn't, it didn't come into fruition the way we, we wanted to with you right then. Right. Um, no one was really ready to go that down that road. But mm-hmm. uh, what we're doing currently—you want to talk about that, or you want to just? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So we we start in this it's in the year of 2022 when we started the year we said. This is the year where we can really start to put on something different for our, uh, for our customers. And so Danny and I kind of uh, brainstormed, and we came up with the idea of having cigar, a cigar dinner here in Hooksit. Small, intimate crowds, you know, anywhere from 28 to 32, depending upon, you know, what we could fit in. Um, and we had one three weeks ago uh, with uh, Kurt's 724 brand. And uh, it was okay. a very, it was a, it was a success. It really was. It was uh, probably what, we had about 25, yeah. 28 people here. Yep. Um, and uh, we had a nice, nice dinner, uh, cigars, drinks, everything. Everyone had a great time. And we said, we got something here. Mm-hmm. And so tomorrow night, we'll be doing it with you yep. and Ashton. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a way to do something different. It's a way to generate some excitement, something different than the typical four-in-one you know, 10 and 3, whatever it is. Um, And it's going to give clients a really good uh, experience. And that's Mm -hmm. truly what we're trying to achieve here is trying to give them a really good experience with this and see where it can go.
0: Yeah. You know, I think, you know, coming out of COVID last year, I think we were under the impression, you know, with doing events like we were, people hadn't been able to get out and do anything Mm. for a year, year and a half. And so when we... <clears throat> started doing, you know, the the regular events. I think we were almost surprised that, you know, it they weren't they weren't the things that we hoped that they would be. And I think people were looking for something a little bit more. They'd been cooped up for right. over a year, and yeah. they were like, I don't want to come back just for this.
3: Mm-hmm. And plus, people yeah. haven't been traveling as much, so they want to do something more local but something Mm -hmm. different and something fun
0: and not only that but i think people actually kind of got out of the habit
3: right what i mean right
0: that that for a year year and a half you you weren't able to stay at your smoke shop in a lot of places you had to get your stuff and go Mm -hmm. well now people are in that habit you know that that they're not thinking about staying at the store or doing you know just buy and fly kind of a thing right so what can we do to make this something where people are going to want to come to us right. and and enjoy what they're what they're purchasing? And so the dinner was was really our first kind of a thing. And you want to talk about the you know we're having three cigars three tomorrow cigars night tomorrow. at the dinner. Yeah, mm-hmm. so
3: I believe we're doing a corned beef. Yeah, it's a <laughs> regular. It's a regular. In honor Regular. of St. Patrick's Day a, coming up.
0: Yeah, the traditional <laughs> traditional Irish, Irish dinner. Traditional Irish dinner. Yeah,
3: so we're gonna do um one of the cigars. We're up we're gonna do the cabinet, um Ashton this Cabinet number yep. eight. And then we're gonna do an Ashton VSG, the Virgin Sun Grown, which is um the sumatra wrapper the... wrapper. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Rhode Island accent just came out there. If you guys didn't hear that. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then we're doing the Ashton ESG, which it's everyone, you know, everyone loves the ESG. Um, so the, we're doing all Dominican tomorrow. Um, everything is from the Ashton brand. All
0: Dominican Tuesday.
3: Dominican Tuesday, yeah, and um, we're excited about <laughs> it. An
0: all Irish dinner. I know, yeah. <laughs>
3: so, what could possibly go wrong? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some Jameson in there instead of um, tequila, but well, there'll be Irish whiskey. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're
0: doing we're doing Slane. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is going to be really really nice okay. with that, and uh, it, that's a triple cask. Um, uh, Irish whiskey, um, very very nice. Um, I don't
3: know if I've had that one yet.
0: It's it's really good. Okay. Um, we're also doing uh, uh, with the. I'll I'll give you a little give you a little heads up of the pairings. Now I you know when you come to these dinners you get these cigars and we we want them to go with everything. So we've created, we've arranged the cigars with drinks, and the food that we think will pair well with them. You don't, that doesn't mean you have to smoke three cigars in two hours. <laughs> you can pick, take one home with you and right, smoke it picking, later. Yeah. But uh, for the appetizer, it's going to be a, like a, a cheese and meat platter. Mm-hmm. And um, with some uh, veggies, some some uh, fruit it's going and crackers, it's going to be really nice. And that's when we're doing the, the ESG. Okay. And that's going to be with uh, Irish coffee.
3: That sounds great.
0: With a... Uh, slain and five farms irish cream which is really really nice it's delicious it's a single source uh farm irish cream it's really great then you know like we've said the main (laughs) dinner is a traditional boiled dinner um and that's the corned beef and cabbage potatoes Mm -hmm. and stuff and i tell you i just made some at my house yesterday and baked it all with with guinness and It was pre-freaking good.
3: Mm -hmm. Sounds delicious.
0: This dinner is going to be amazing. It's going to be good. And we're having Guinness with that, and we're having this is the main core cigar. The cabinet. The cabinet. And the more I thought about it yesterday, the more I thought, yeah, between those three cigars that we were going to offer, this would be really good Mm -hmm. with that.
5: Give me some credit, Dan.
0: No, no, Nick. I'm not giving you any credit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was my idea.
3: Nick slash (laughs) Pat.
0: Nick suggested. I decided.
3: Is Nick attending tomorrow?
0: I don't know. Pat's going to be there. Pat will
5: be there. Now I'm Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Pat? Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's the the, uh, soundboard thing? Nick has been removed from the panel.
6: Uh, Somewhere, yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, to Nick with... has been
6: removed from the panel,
0: and now we have Pat. <laughs> and uh, then for the dessert, which is going to be cakes, cupcakes, you know, pastry-like stuff that might have some special Irish stuff shoved into the middle of it. <laughs> we're going to do that with a straight Slain whiskey and the VSG. Nice. So it's that's going to be the great after-dinner cigar. That's going to be that's going to be really good.
3: Awesome. <clears throat> and being, uh,
0: you know, all kidding aside, you know, uh, Pat you know, really did help me with figuring out what cigar was going to go the where. pairings
3: and everything. It
0: was. Good it job, was, Pat. It was a, <laughs> definitely a team effort, but he did a lot of the work. So kudos, Pat.
3: We got to get his name in the intro.
0: Maybe. <laughs> he's, he's working his way up. He's working his way up. It, you know, maybe if, you know, I don't want to go there. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> What what have you noticed? And I, both of you can answer this. It, well, actually, the whole panel can, can talk about this. Sure. What has everyone else noticed about events lately? And, and what works and what doesn't at events that you guys have been at or attended?
3: I mean, personally, I think that the whole, just like we were saying, like four-in-one, cut and light, same old like here's a hat if you buy a box type of thing people have so many hats they have so many of these swag items you know what i mean they Mm -hmm. they want something different i mean i think they're still gonna buy and they they still come out and support the the retailer and the um, distributor and everything like that and Mm -hmm. and they want to go for the good time and to socialize but i mean i think that there has to be like not i don't want to say incentive but just something else to bring to the table to get them more involved um So, I mean, it really, I don't know. It's just, you know, thinking out of the box. And I think the dinners are great. I mean, I think anyone would love to go to a a dinner with pairings and you get to try a little bit of everything. And that's the whole experience because it it ties it all together. You're not just smoking a cigar. You're not just drinking tequila. You're learning about, you know, where these products have come from, how long they've been aged from or for. You're trying maybe a different restaurant that's local, supporting a local business. Um, so, I think it's a great um, a great way yeah. to. And in
0: the dinner's case, you'll be there to talk about the cigars. Yeah,
3: yep, I'll be there. Um,
0: we're also having the reps from Slain.
3: Awesome. come.
0: They're going to talk about that whole company and that's its great. history and how, you know, so you're, you're going to learn a lot about yeah, this right. stuff too. And I, I think that's a big, big thing too. Yeah. People love hearing about
3: they
0: do. how cigars are made, what yep. they're made from, what the process is and and how it comes to them right. and the, the same with what they drink i mean you know i, I think it's going to be great here in the here in the story behind the company mm-hmm. and i guess it goes back hundreds of years
4: I mean, That's it's, cool. it's going really to be it's going to be really cool yeah it's great so what i have seen in in shows that i have <clears throat> hosted mm-hmm. or post covid our post reopening of of society (laughs) um (laughs) is that a lot of stages i guess (laughs) yes and and there's been a lot of backtracking and then jumping ahead so it's it's i mean we live in a period right now with with a lot of things that means sometimes you can't plan super far in advance Mm -hmm. right but the most successful shows that i've seen in in the pipe and pipe tobacco side are with retailers who um have this thought out Ninety days in advance, and it's well promoted. I mean I think one thing that, that pipes important. yeah pipes mm-hmm. and, and, and cigars have in common is you know hundred 150 years ago, everybody smoked like everybody right. had cigars, everybody had had pipes or, or whatever. and so it was just kind of a, a commodity, but cigars are not a commodity. pipes are not a commodity. like these are items that are that have hobbies built around them like Mm -hmm. there and there's a culture that comes around them so when you when you promote them like the people who enjoy and 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 partake in cigars and pipes they get excited and you when when you're putting on an event you have to deliver a a, um, an event or a dinner or a gathering that is worthy of that excitement Mm. Um, that isn't going to go okay or your customers aren't going to go yeah like that was great it it was nice to meet you 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 rep peterson or or you rep uh savinelli like great and then they get a pipe and you know that was cool but when you and and you may be able to speak to this when Mm -hmm. when the rep comes in and they can talk about so much about about the product and and all of the the minutia that only like hobbyists really value value and everything that excites them and it it becomes a an experience of course and and that's one thing that i think that um your uh cigar shops and tobacconists around the country have against any other physical business in any other industry Mm. is that yeah you're, you're selling a product but the thing is you're also selling an experience like it's the the service that's brought it's the exactly. knowledge that's brought yeah and um it, it's kind of like um a lot of guys love their barber uh, a lot of um for a lot of women like getting their hair done or their nails done mm-hmm. is like a thing mm-hmm. you know you could go to <laughs> and and i liken it to that because it is it's just as personal but you could you can go to just a a, a chain and get your hair cut right right but the culture of the barbershop or the salon, like it's that's the whole
3: experience that you're getting. That's what makes that. it. And... So, Right.
4: yeah, when they come in and there's that camaraderie, but also that education in a fun way mm-hmm. and getting to try new things. And then they leave not only having had a good time, but feeling like a kind of a sense of belonging, not to a hobby, but to their shop yeah. and, mm-hmm. and their guys and part of the culture. And they
3: kind of hang on to that and they. Like it's like oh you know i learned all about this type mm-hmm. of tobacco or tequila or you know this cigar brand and where mm-hmm. it came from and just the whole making of mm-hmm. of it from start to finish i think is a big deal and i think it, it sticks with people and they feel like they you know are more attached to it and and um have more of a relationship with it. I guess the word would be.
4: Yeah, like they, they develop fondness for right. for not only brands, but also um the products within that brand. They exactly. find favorites. And right. The the most successful events that I've had um have been have been based on a a full commitment from from not only us who rep brands, right. but also the excitement from the the managers and the owners of these shops and like that's contagious to yeah. the customers. Mm. And it it makes a, I think it makes an impact. And when you bring product that, um, I I don't know exactly how it would work on the the cigar side Mm -hmm. exactly, but not every shop stocks every cigar that you guys make. So like when I bring pipes or pipe tobacco to Twins for an event, Mm -hmm. um, I'm bringing products that have a loyal following and like everybody knows and that's what they get excited about. But I also try to bring stuff that they're they're not gonna see every day. Like right. you know what I mean? Like there's Yeah, yeah. And, and that's um uh, that's just it. Like uh, And it
3: gives them the experience of that product and then they yeah. want to they're yeah, gonna absolutely. be asking for that product when they go to their maybe everyday shop or Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah to just some to sum it up, like that right. that's what it is. It's about the experience which you, you mentioned multiple times. Yeah. It's it's giving somebody a a reason to, to get excited and to continue attending in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your two cents on that, Paul? Well, <clears throat> You're the oldest among us. The wisest.
1: <laughs> I mean if I if I'm a consumer, I, I mean honestly I want I want to go somewhere where I'm gonna try something completely different than what I've right. seen before. I mean we like we talked about what I've mentioned before is that <clears throat> we've been doing these types of of cut and light and, and you know deals, if you will, you know, on cigars for so long and everyone does them. Everyone does them. Doesn't matter what shop you go to. Everyone tries to do, and they're all are on the same boat. And like th- th- like you said, Dan, <clears throat> this definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yep. And last year truly showed us that I think people were over it. Mm-hmm. Um, we could we could blame COVID. We can blame you know people wanted to be safe. There's a lot of people who were out last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was a huge year For in the tobacco world, and, really and our, our customers yes. couldn't wait to get back in there mm-hmm. and and this year is no different it's 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 just snowballing right into 2022 yep so it's it's forced us to think outside that box and that's why we're doing these type of of special intimate events mm-hmm. make it intimate you know for our clients not everyone's going to be able to go there if it sells out hey you you know wait until the next one um so uh we were really excited when we came up with this idea the one that uh, we did last month was a, a Really it was a great success. Everyone had a great time. Uh, I think tomorrow night's going to be another uh, great event, and uh, we'll just keep going with it. And, and as long as people have, a, and one thing that Kurt really wants to put forward in this in this early stage of doing these dinners is the experience for the mm-hmm. customer. Yeah, right. You know, it doesn't. It's not really about.
3: I know. I know think everyone
1: wants to make money, that. but it's really more about generating that experience, that right. excitement, so that the next one is going to be more and more people who want to get into, into it. Um, and then as we uh, head into the summer we might change things up a little bit maybe we'll change the location I know they're talking about maybe doing something in London dairy but, but either way that
3: great outside area yeah there. I
1: mean we're, you know we're, we're, we're trying to you know think about how we can pull that off and
3: well if Kurt keeps giving away free tattoos I mean <laughs> 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 yeah. but, but a good reason to go but no, it, but it's again
1: it's okay. just it's just it's just thinking outside the box you know and, and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what a customers really really want to do and and when we you know, last year everyone was really disappointed when we had to cancel that the that BVI. Ashton event, the B V I. And and that's what that's when Dan and I were thinking maybe we can have our own here. That's yeah. really when the when it's the straight. idea really kinda spawned and we just ran with it. Yeah. Right. I and, so. and
3: Danny and I wanted to mention that we are um, we're very happy to say that we're gonna be Ashton's gonna be um, doing the B V I this year, hopefully. Yep. If nothing crazy happens, <laughs> no thunderstorms, now, no, no nothing thunderstorms too, or yeah. anything crazy, and we, we might have some um, very nice guest appearances that doesn't we're only really include me. Yeah, yeah. It includes people above me so from Ashton, so we're really excited. All
0: people care about is you. <laughs> oh,
3: thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. I <laughs> appreciate all you guys. No, but um, no, we're really excited, and I'm really hoping that this, you know. Buy as- this
0: box. Get this 8 by 10 glossy of Lauren. <laughs> Signed. To you that's
3: you doing... do
4: tattoos of like, Some yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah. Do tattoos. yeah get yeah. an Ashton tattoo. I did get
3: Hustler tattooed on me, um, the barbecue last year, so, <laughs> Kurt, I'm branded by, uh, 724 forever, so, but that's okay, we had a great time, so.
0: <laughs> I'm sure Kurt's saying, hey now. <laughs>
3: Kurt's my, my good friend for a long time, so.
0: Yeah. He's an awesome guy. He's That's how much you
3: meet mean to me, Kurt. That I attached hustler on me, okay?
0: <laughs> but uh, now we're looking
3: forward to it, and we're looking forward to it tomorrow night, and I think yeah. it'll be a great time.
0: And no, we're not asking her where it is. Now, <laughs> kind of, kind of to the point here. I think you know one of the things I've always said. This is true with pipes as well as with cigars. Um, to me, when I'm selling a a tobacco or a pipe or a cigar. That's not really what I'm doing. What I'm really doing is selling experience. I'm I'm selling time. I'm selling memory. I'm I'm selling relaxation.
3: And the brand and the family. And And yeah,
0: and this is where it came from. You don't you don't smoke a cigar because you're in a lousy mood. Mm -mm. You don't smoke it because you need a nicotine fix. You don't do it because you're, you know, you need, you know you're all hyped up and you you need that you fix. It's about relaxing, it's mm-hmm. about unwinding, it's about de-stressing. It's about spending time with friends or family. And so why not put that into the event? Right. Instead of making it, you know, here buy this and we'll give you this, you know, buy this for 20% off. We don't normally do that. And instead give them the reason Create the reason that they want it in the first place, right. you know, where where you get to enjoy it and you get to enjoy it in a different way that maybe mm-hmm. you can on your own. Yeah. Like the dinner. I, I, I think that's one of the great, you know, the the uh, the idea of doing a smaller you know, 30-person dinner, a more intimate thing. You know, we've all been to dinners where there's, I've been to dinners where there's four and 500 people Mm -hmm. and they're all smoking in in, in a room and you feel like you're- But then you can't get to
3: talk to everybody. Right, right, and you feel
0: like you're in San Diego and you can't see anything above five feet in the room, you know, But, but when you're in a group that small, and you're with the rep, or you're with the owner, mm-hmm. or the principal person there. You really do get a lot of personal well, contact, and it's you—you're creating a special memory that you can't get.
3: You want else. you want the consumers to go home and be like, "Wow, I just had a great great night at Twins," and you know, we had this amazing food and and these cocktails and these cigars, and you want them to remember the experience and right. you know, it be a happy memory for them and experience. You
4: want the purchases to be. Incidental. Right. Not just yeah. because they right. had to
3: go and mm-hmm. buy something to buy something. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. Agreed. I think we're all in agreement here. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now, uh, I want to do a little update here, take a little break from the, the discussion. Several weeks ago, we introduced some of the new people at Twins uh, on the show. We had Cheyenne and uh, Nick and uh, Shell, and they, We we were looking for a nickname for Nick Nick, for Nick White, and we got a number of uh, suggestions, and um, the one we're going with is Nickelux. 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 I like that. Because his his favorite cigar is the Fiat Lux. Okay. And so Nickelux just that all had to ring. Now, personally, you know, like uh, Moby Nick. I kind of like that, you know, uh, Paul. You know, uh, uh, basement Nick. That, that was really good. <laughs> but that's more Nick. of an inside joke thing. Uh, but Nickel Nickelux kind of fits. Nickelux, fix. Nickelux like kind it. of fits. So uh, Rod from Canada, you're going to be getting the uh, dog walker T-shirt. Nice. So if you, when you watch this, you may be watching it now. If you're listening to it later. Um, Get me DM me your address and I will get you the shirt. Congratulations on
3: Congratulations. the winning
0: nickname for Nick. And then we have the event tomorrow with Ashton. There are yeah. still you know just a few tickets left. If there's anybody out there who's in the area and wants to come, we can probably sell you a ticket or two. Yeah,
3: definitely come up um, or down and come, come visit and hang out.
0: Yep, they're eighty bucks. That's gonna get you uh, the dinner all of the the uh drinks that go along with that over 40 bucks in ashton cigars mm-hmm. that's an amazing deal yeah definitely. right there and you're going to hear from lauren about ashton and about the about the individual cigars that we're having yeah we're going to have um tyler and charlie from uh slain coming and talking about the history of that uh company and how the uh, their spirits are made and and why they're so good um how, what does triple cask mean mm-hmm. it's the i believe paul right it's the only triple cask on the market I'm, I'm uh, or, or first
1: I'm, i
5: believe first. it's the first one. The first first yes.
0: first triple cask i think on it's the,
5: market. the only as well i'm the one that went to the i
0: know it's i know it's <laughs> i know they're the first i
5: think it's the only one of my knowledge
0: but um really really good yeah pat attended a uh slain lunch uh brunch a couple of weeks ago and um, did you pat heard a lot of the the <laughs> talk that we're going to get hopefully tomorrow and and he was really taken with it it was it was really it was really interesting right
5: yeah i mean and, and the thing is that to me is what the difference between like an event and a promotion is mm-hmm. and i like, i think a lot of the time when we do these events it's more so a promotion but mm-hmm. the event name kind of sounds more like it gets people excited mm-hmm. and just picking and backing off the point that you mentioned earlier since i'm talking now but um <laughs> the i, I think cotton lights are more of a promotion in my eyes i think it's not really <laughs> right. an experience because to me i can walk in a and m and i can buy those cigars any day of the mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. so just because yeah. you're kind of spotlighting it I could still just buy it any day of the week so it's what about that event is going to be unique to where it's enhancing an experience of mine more so than just going in and kind of saying hi to who sells the product and buying it and then going upstairs and smoking it and i think that's why these dinners like utilizing hooksit to do these dinners is going to kind of enhance that experience because not only are you getting product knowledge but you're getting you know more of that experience by getting the cigar, learning how to pair it, pairing it, and then seeing like, not only can you drink a bourbon with it, but there's also a food group that you could have that enhances the experience. Right. And then instead of having like 20 people huddling a, a table and then Lauren, you know, trying to talk to a million people, you're basically sitting down with her and having dinner and being able to have a more casual conversation and learn about that product. So. Yeah.
3: Agreed. Casual dinner, yes. Casual dinner with Lauren. Casual dinner with Lauren. It's six <laughs> o'clock here. Like. What am I getting myself into? No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward. to I always have fun with you guys, and no, it's a- always a good time. So. Yep. So we're looking forward to it, definitely.
0: No, very true. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that, uh, um, you know, the the all these points are great. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what are some kind of Turning things, turning the table around, though. Um, what are some things that y- you've learned are like no-nos for events? No-nos. Things, things that um... just don't work, or that you don't, or something maybe you tried that you wouldn't do again.
3: Hmm.
0: What What are some things that uh, you hope you well... don't? And maybe that can be my Pastor Pedrone cigar confession tonight. <laughs> What what are things that you hope never to see mm-hmm. at events or you hate to see I mean, at events just, yeah, or would never do now. yourself I've, as I've an event? I definitely
3: have seen a lot of stuff <laughs> through my cigar years, um, let alone sales years. But um, I don't know. Just like, just like we were saying, you know, I think Ashton every year we're thinking out of the box. You know, mm-hmm. I'm fortunate to have a – we have a great um, – artwork team we have a you know where you know social media has become so big huge it's become huge and you know we do you know ashton i don't know if you guys follow ashton a little to cuba but we have um a ton of the reels and the stories that we post for events so for events we can even make like awesome reels and stuff like that so just getting with the times and getting – think <laughs> getting with the times and thinking out of the box and um, just not having, like we said, the same old cut and light. Like, we, mm-hmm. we try to do promotions. Like, obviously, tomorrow we're doing a dinner, you know, right. a couple-course dinner, three cigars. But um, a lot of the time with Twins, too, and other retailers, we do – Ashton does um, events where, you know, we raffle off a, an item. So whatever that, that item may be, um, at the end of the month, we raffle it off to a customer – so everyone goes into a box whoever buys our products and we've done this with twins we're, yep. we're doing it again. Um, we definitely have it on the calendar so we'll definitely keep you posted on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just raffle off an awesome item and it just gets people more excited because it's it's not just the same you know, Like you said buy 10 get three cigars like you're gonna maybe win a grill and (laughs) and get (laughs) discounts you know what i mean and cigars and and you get to have the whole experience as well so we try to think out of the box like that um i've done some really cool events i did um the audrain motor group in newport Mm -hmm. um that was awesome this past summer luckily like we were able to do it Uh, we were down at the breakers hotel uh the mansions So that was awesome. I'm actually going to be at the U.S. Open this year for Ashton. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like really jealous because I'm not even a golfer and I get to go (laughs) to this thing. But um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, We're teaming up with a company that um, is putting on a um, certain events for their customers and they wanted to team up with us. Very fortunate for that. It's awesome. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so stuff like that, just different things, not just standing in a humidor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're really doing in a whole experience with, with customers. Um, so I think when you're working with a retailer like you guys and like many of my retailers out there that wanna work together and wanna um, come up with something different, you know, and we're working together to do so, I think mm-hmm. you can come up with, with something that's awesome and just different than the same old event. Mm-hmm
4: what about you Kaz? with social media i don't think that it's big i think it is absolutely essential like mm-hmm. everything nowadays like, yeah, yeah if if honestly i have seen far more return on the effort put into social media posts to promote events or products mm-hmm. than paid advertisements mm. um, right. whether it be like promoting your business at a local event and, Right. cuz i mean because of our industry you can't like buy airtime but yeah uh yeah, there the word of mouth and getting out on social media mm-hmm. and really promoting it. Um
3: free at administri- a- free advertisement. Yes,
4: I mean all it takes is the effort. Yeah. Like that's it. And uh speaking of the uh the pipe event that we just did yeah. Saturday, twins specifically you like heavily promoted that for right. for the weeks leading up to it. Anytime that there was a post shared, I shared it because a lot of uh customers that I have met, consumers around the, the country follow my social media after we've interacted sure including some some twins customers and so there's just this uh the the word definitely gets out there and it builds excitement right Mm -hmm. like and i honestly think that and this is something i think you would wholeheartedly agree with. when the rep who sells the product is just as excited as the consumer base yep that that isn't a Situation of two plus two equals four. Right. It's like two Just times two times out, two. Yeah, more. it's exponential. So I, I, um, I think that it's it's necessary to to have a, a engagement with your customers with, right. with social media. I, um, as far as like big no nos, I I haven't seen anything personally. Yeah,
3: personally, I don't. I'm, I was trying to think of like a really big no no.
4: I've seen something. I mean, that... I've seen
3: some crazy things, but <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> but as like event wise, um.
4: Yeah, I mean, okay. you'll see some crazy things, but honestly, like I'll look at something for, for an event and it, not just the products I sell, just in general. Right. And even outside of the industry, you'll hear like really crazy stuff and it'll yeah. make you raise an eyebrow, but right. it worked. Yeah, so yeah. you can't criticize right. it like it worked. Right. But uh, the, the only things that I can think of that I would advise against, and it's, it's, it's just a soft mm-hmm. thing, uh, not like a glaring no, don't do that, is, uh, and it goes back to a point I made earlier. Promoting well in advance I was just gonna... and building excitement. I, I've attended uh, shows before, um, both as a customer and in various shops uh, since I've been involved in the industry or not working in the industry, but as a consumer. Right. And since working uh, trunk shows, events, things like that, yep. where they just, the business putting them on, it's not like. Put that
0: up they, a poster in the doorway and that was it yeah it's not like they weren't
4: excited but they weren't enthusiastic and Mm -hmm. that that right there consumers i think subconsciously see that and they go okay it's not a big deal
2: Mm
3: -hmm. and i i think i so going back to what you were saying earlier i really did agree with that like it Mm. needs to be promotion but on both ends like i think that the retailer can't just rely on the rep to be promoting it all and i think you know we can't just rely on you guys. It needs to be a team effort because that's what we are, right? We're a (laughs) team. We're partnering up Mm -hmm. to work together and create an experience for our customers and obviously be successful and in the end as well. And I think it's a team effort. And I think that as long as you can work together to promote and get people excited about it. And like we were saying, social media, it's it's huge now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, And yeah i think that's i think those are the things to do um i think not promoting on social media or not not telling your customers about something exciting that's happening would be a no-no like why wouldn't you want to tell people about you know getting involved and you know especially nowadays i think you know the last couple years it's been such a crazy time i think it's good for people to get out and and be in life again like we can't just stay sheltered in home either you have to be safe and i I get all of that of course but um you know it's good to have these life experiences and be able to enjoy these little things in life as well
4: and two things you said really raise two more points yeah i think that um you're you're absolutely right you it has to be a partnership but Dan, dan knows i'm telling the truth here I was probably every bit as excited about our event Saturday, if not more so than a lot of the consumers who showed up. Like it, it was the highlight of of quarter one for me, That's like awesome. like for this event. And I think that that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the the whole uh, it it brings engagement, but it also engenders affection for the the product as well as the shop
3: right well if you yeah. have a rep that's not excited about an event or a product then why are they even here or working for or selling the mm-hmm. product you know why is the consumer going to be interested in it yeah. if, if the people behind it aren't so i mean that's obviously a huge a huge thing and um i think that we're fortunate enough to be doing these dinners again you know mm-hmm. there's, there was a time where we couldn't do them or you know luckily we have this space that we can do them and you right. guys have Um, The connections of food, you have reps, you have people that are involved, pulling it all together to make it happen for our consumers. And I think that's really special, and and that's just something to enjoy.
4: I, I think Pat raised a really good point about the difference between events and a promotion. Right. I know. I, I, every time we say Pat, now, I yeah, want You mean out. Nick, right? I know. Pat, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> you mean Nick? I, I think I earned my seat today. Pat, oh, Nick. pat Nick. Nick. I mean, Nick. Pat, you did. Pat with Nick. with, pat with Nick. cigars. Pat, Nick. And I, I really hope I don't come across as, as in any way like cynical or anything here, but if you're offering a, a cutting and lighting, you're not offering that customer anything they can't do themselves.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah.
4: And like we have T-shirts and, and swag that, that represent mm-hmm. our brand, but a hat or a t-shirt as a, as a freebie when you, when you purchase to me, it, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. Like I was saying,
3: not to interrupt you, but at this point, there's been so many events through the years and everyone, they'll be like, I already have a hat. I already have a lighter. That's what. Or that hat. Or Or that hat. Yeah, exactly. That's what I hear a lot. Yeah. So one
5: of the conversations we had a couple weeks ago was how much event stuff, do we have you know what i mean like when do you have too much yeah Yeah. (laughs) a million cutters a million exactly Mm.
3: and then it's like you're standing there with swag that no one wants they're just like right they want either cigars or they don't even want the swag they're just like whatever give me the deal and
4: yeah and (laughs) yeah with with our event like uh the the guys at, at twins went all out i mean there was beverage pairings and and food to go with everything and there was even a, an overarching theme to the the show that when when we did our raffle it wasn't just you get a raffle ticket for coming in and taking part in this like there were many things that qualified you for additional tickets in the raffle that didn't really require a purchase mm. like you know what i mean or or prizes given out because it it was St. Patrick's theme, Peterson being an Irish mm-hmm. company, like whoever had the most green, whoever mm-hmm. wore the the best flat, flat cap, cap, yeah. Like these are things that that are fun, but like I said, the the purchases and the transactional nature of it is incidental. Right. Like that, yeah, yeah. And I, mean... I got so many comments just on like the artwork for the uh,
6: for the for the posters for that from people yeah. who didn't even smoke pipes, and they were like, "That was so cool." Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: maybe we can show the poster in the second. Second half. Yeah.
2: Oh, I've got one. I'm taking this, it home.
0: This would be a good <laughs> and That's a good segue to maybe go into our break. Because <laughs> we're actually a little bit over. Are we over? We're okay. over for a little we're, bit.
3: We're so excited. Yeah. That we're, we're just, just a, the, talking. Conversation talking.
0: good, though, right? Yeah, yep, definitely. It's good stuff.
3: Yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah,
0: thank you for coming, Lauren. We appreciate anytime,
3: it. Anytime. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So hopefully, like Danny was saying, if anyone else wants to buy tickets, they're still selling some tickets, we will be here. And we'll be having a great time and eating and indulging and smoking and drinking.
0: I'll be Mm -hmm. here all day and all night tomorrow.
1: (laughs) I I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Look at this glass. He he finished (laughs) the tequila. So I I will. Did you dump
0: it into a plant,
3: (laughs) Paul? No, I (laughs) (laughs) didn't. You cannot waste Casamigos.
1: Thank you for bringing this because I'll I'll be honest with you. I was a little nervous because when you say (laughs) the, the word Reposado, I'm immediately starting to. You think cringe it's cringe a yeah. little bit and then it's and, and then the word agave is another reason why I'm cringing. But <laughs> uh, it was actually I thought it was a very flavorful uh, tequila. I thought it went perfectly with the cabinet. Um and uh
3: Did you think it was smooth?
1: It was smooth. It had a little bit of a pepper zing to it yeah. too, which I really like. Um but you know,
3: Casamigos Casa is hard to find out to be honest. I sometimes I, I never think, heard of it. sometimes before. I very think good. I'm a rep for yeah. them secretly behind We have that at, <laughs> the, the, bar, back right, at Pat? the point. But. Yep. Uh,
5: we have the Blanco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Why don't we, right before we go to the break, let's, let's do final thoughts on the, the cabinet well, here. Paul, you pretty much did yours. but
1: Well, I will say one thing, though. The, the, the tequila really helped to amp up the retrohale in the cigar. Mm-hmm. I thought it really made mm-hmm. it more of a black pepper note to me. It was spice in the beginning, but now as getting to the last third of the cigar. The Reposado, uh, the Casam- sorry, the Casamigo. Casamigos, Yep. yep. Um, really kind of helped to amp up that retro retrohale, which was just awesome. Hmm. So. He's going to be a tequila expert by the time.
3: Uh, maybe not, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thank Dave, you. what do you think, Dave? Dave?
6: I thought the, the pairing was excellent. The tequila was super smooth. It made a super smooth cigar even smoother. It was so creamy. Uh, light hints of, like, you know, cedars and a little earthiness and nice. uh, a little bit of pepper. And... Uh, it, it's I, I just like to to comment just to say like when i first started smoking like i kind of didn't smoke a lot of ashens because they were too mild for me mm. but my palates like developed now where i can like
3: we we know I, you're a la roma de cuba guy yeah which is my <laughs> other brand guys so you can buy that one as well but go on yeah
6: yeah sorry i had that it's it's nice to actually be able to enjoy a mild cigar because yeah. usually it's it's just like but when i first started it i couldn't get anything from
3: right, it right right so good thank you awesome you're welcome pat <laughs> i'll,
5: I'll shadow what i said in the beginning like i the th- reason why i like the cabinet so much is because i think that extra years aging kind of enhances that cedar note to it and mm-hmm. the reposado really kind of put a spotlight on that that nice spice and like nice woody tone to it so i think the pairing was phenomenal in the cigar also so.
3: cool awesome
4: Cash, i'm i'm about at the midway point maybe a little a little further and uh, i get all the the black pepper the cedar uh, I think that they're they're present, but they're not. This is not a a spice bomb mm-hmm. as far as no. cigar, and I the not creaminess at, at this point for me is really amped up. There's just mm. not only in mouthfeel like just really rich, but in flavor there there is a creaminess there, and I think it's remarkably balanced. And I think the um, did you say three to five years aging for the so
3: for the um for the cabinet it's uh, minimum five to six years. Five to so six years. So our classic. Um, Ashen would be two to three years minimum, so this has been aged a couple more years. I think
4: that aging has has brought a, a maturity, and I don't know exactly because I I smoke cigars regularly, but mm-hmm. but I'm primarily a pipe guy. Okay, and so I don't know if these terms necessarily mean the same thing yeah. crossing over, but there is a maturity there that that I associate with not a loss of flavor, but a calming down. Okay, and that that's what I really get from this is mm-hmm. just really deep, rich mature tobacco it more yeah.
5: complexity
3: to it Yeah.
4: Definitely. definitely especially
3: as the cigar goes on and as you continue through the cigar i definitely agree mm-hmm.
5: and the construction was spot on too. Mm-hmm. construction was spot on yeah. yeah
0: perfect mine's almost done um yeah. uh you could smoke this till it was gone this is a uh, what we Danny. call hashtag pipe worthy yeah mm-hmm. hashtag pipe worthy
3: you guys gotta get me on the pipes i haven't done well i haven't done that well
0: you know one of the things yeah. we need to talk about ashton actually makes some pipe tobacco
3: we do make it. Yeah, we yeah, do. You've
0: never talked to me about it.
3: I know. We should do a segment on that actually. We should. Okay. Well that we will should. be our next one. Before a year. Before a year. I will be back. No, <laughs> 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 <good to> <laughs> All All right. we do. Yep. We're but.
0: gonna take a little bit of a break and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, everybody. We are back. Thanks for patiently waiting for us. And this is no longer Lauren. Lauren did not sit under some kind of sunlamp and get that dark, okay? That doesn't happen that quick, people. But uh, Brie from the 724 Lounge is with us. Brie, thank you for gracing us with your presence tonight. My pleasure. It's always great to have Brie on, and she is a pipe gal, too, and um, loves the stuff that we're smoking. And um, we are smoking a brand-new thing. This is... Briery Blends Boston Tea Party. It is a 724 pipe tobacco. Now, if any of you know Kurt, you're probably doing a double take because yeah. the only thing Kurt does with pipes is maybe look for antiques that he can hang up on the wall. He's not a pipe guy, but um, we, after some, and we'll get into this a little bit later we got into some discussion and all of a sudden we have a pipe tobacco that has been blended specifically for twin smoke shop by Cornell and deal, which is a company that is under the love DC distribution group uh, umbrella. And um, it is the Seven Twenty Four Briary blends, Boston tea party. It just landed last week, last Thursday, I believe was the first day it was on sale. And let me read you what it says from the tin. Consisting of white and dark, burly, bright and red Virginias and Turkish Orientals, Boston Tea Party begins with a medium-bodied feel, slowly increasing to a medium full as you progress down the bowl. Hints of cedar and nuts are accompanied by sweet hay and citrus flavors. A nutty, caramel-like sweetness rounds it out with a pleasant black tea flavor on the finish. A bright and flavorful blend that evokes the spirit of New England. Isn't that just poetic? Mm. Not really, but it's not bad. Um, it's manufactured, like I said, by Cornell and Deal. It's a burly blend. Uh, there's no flavoring on this. It's a ribbon-cut tobacco. And Pat, uh, what is this thing that we are drinking with this? And what is what is this? This thing. This, I know. This, this noodle. That's there's a in, noodle my, in my. What cup. is this little? Noodle of something here in my drink. So whose I, fault is this? So <laughs> the last minute
5: request for a pairing, I um was trying pa. my best to to pair something with it, and I did smoke the tobacco when we were doing the testing phase. But well, well that's good. I haven't had it since then, so I kind of went off solely on the description on the tin, and then also at Boston Tea Party. Tea, and then the finish, as Dan stated, was like a black tea. So I wanted to kind of mix a drink that would have a nice, like, savory kind of tea finish to it. So I was sampling different bourbons i got like a free shot of booze from doing it this morning but <laughs> i um was straw testing different bourbons trying to get some kind of like tardy kind of black tea type finish and then i think
0: pat really is acting like nick don't you think paul yes he but is.
5: i found that the woodford reserve like our barrel kind of had what i was looking for so i just mixed that with green tea that i brewed this morning and then i put luxardo is luxardo. that how you pronounce it luxardo in it and I want, it's, it's basically a bourbon tea.
4: So mm. I'm not just saying this. <laughs> One of my favorite, um, so I'm I'm a bad Southerner. I, <laughs> I, I detest sweet tea, uh, but I absolutely adore unsweetened tea. Like mm. I, to me, I just, nothing's more refreshing. But my version of sweet tea, adult sweet tea, is I will get uh, just regular unsweetened black tea and throw a shot of uh, bourbon in it. And just the the vanilla notes that you get from bourbon, it's just enough sweetness. And uh, as soon as I I took a sip, like there's it, it vaguely reminds me of it. So I'm I'm really digging this. I think you did a great job. Yeah, I was aiming to kind of put the tea note on the finish on the forefront of the tobacco.
5: Mm-hmm. So mm. whether I did it or not is yet to be seen. Well, but... uh, all
1: right. Let let me let me let me
0: <clears throat> let's go at it,
1: Paul. Let Come me on. let me start by saying this. Tonight before the show, Pat was batting a thousand with all his
0: pairings
1: (laughs) he still retains that thousand in my eyes with this pairing and i want to tell you why Mm -hmm. okay so the pipe tobacco first of all um you got a lot of uh cedar citrus notes uh nice woody nutty a little bit of black tea on the finish the retrohale is just a really smooth gentle spice with what is what are we calling this now Is, is there a name for this yet all right, uh, we'll just call it Pat's, Pat's drink. Pat's, Pat's bourbon. Pat's. Too. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it <laughs> Pat's right. bourbon.
0: Let's call it Pat Nick's bourbon tea.
1: I'm gonna call this <laughs> Pat's Pat's perfect pairing with this tobacco, because it is amping up everything for me. It is making the cedar more cedary, the citrus more citrusy. Um, it, it the, there's a creaminess to this, but the retro heel is just now. It's a really rich spice, almost a black pepper, but just. Yeah, really, really rich. Really, did it's amp amping it up. up everything for me. Um, so, kudos, my friend. This is uh, when I first t- took a couple of sips without even the tobacco. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm not quite sure what I'm t- tasting here. I'm getting a little bit of a tart, a melon Ooh. flavor. I don't taste anything Woodford related, um, but
0: this doesn't taste like Woodford at not all. Not at all. No, nope.
1: not at all. But together, this is a perfect pairing, my friend. It is amping up everything for me in the pipe tobacco.
0: Brie, so. So, what memories does this evoke for you
7: way too many um, <laughs> so I'm gonna say right off the bat before um, even delving into the actual pairing itself um, I was a fan of themes and the fact mm-hmm. that we have this Boston tea party blend and you know A tea cocktail with bourbon Mm. um i agree with paul that um you really don't get any bourbon at all and having taken a sip of the drink first you know i was like it's your standard bourbon tea you know it's bourbon Mm -hmm. and it's tea it's good but it's refreshing you don't really get any kind of burn to it and um if you were drinking it alone some might even consider it just kind of mild Mm -hmm. this pipe tobacco brings a whole new level to this pairing honestly Mm. um it's almost like um, the Luxardo element of this cocktail mm-hmm. brings a lot to the table. I didn't initially, when Pat said he'd put Luxardo in it, I was kind of like, oh, that might make or break it. But I think that um, that kind of dried fruit note that you get from the pipe tobacco is enhanced. Perfectly by that splash of Luxardo, and then you have um, the spice and the underbite from the Woodford, and then yeah. you have the tea to kind of mellow out the spices. And I I agree that this is probably going to be one of my favorite pairings because I'm all, I've always been a bourbon tea fan, and you know, finding a cocktail that you can pair with this new 724 blend, um, you know, I hadn't really thought about that before, and. I think that this is hitting the nail on the head.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, the the tannins from the from the tea go really well. I think with the burley, the the air cured. It has both white and dark burley in it. Uh, the uh, fruity notes from the from the Luxardo, which are subtle, like this is not a fruity drink. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say, but the the aromatics also from the orange rind, I think, really bring out the the red Virginias in this uh, tobacco. Mm-hmm. And there's also something, and I'm i i don't know what to credit it to just yet but there's some sort of there's something in here that also elevates the the delicate uh, Turkish oriental notes Mm -hmm. without making it spicy but there's just that that woodiness that I associate not not burly woodiness but like that Turkish woodiness that really comes out and that may be also from the tea Mm. but yeah it's this is great
7: so I will make a slight correction it's actually a lemon rind lemon rind. okay (laughs) Close, yeah. Sorry. So you
4: got a little more bitterness from. Uh, can, can we do an outtake or something? No. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll amend that. The citrus rind really brings out the the to me the red the dried citrus notes that I associate with Cornell and Duel, and particularly their red Virginia.
0: Mm-hmm. Dave, what do you think? You're a Virginia guy, what, and I don't know if you're a tea guy though. I know you're a Mountain Dew guy. Long you Island Iced like and this is this is this is an, basically a. About as unsweetened a tea as you've probably ever had in your life. What, yes. What do you think? Uh,
6: no, I think it's pairing very well. Um, the Virginias are gem- – everything – like, to reiterate what Paul said, all the everything's being amplified with the, mm. uh, with the tobacco. Um, I think one of my favorite things about this was the black tea at the finish. You know, I really hit that, and I was like, what an odd taste to get from tobacco. You know, I'd never experienced anything like that before, and it's just – it's just one of my things that I just love about smoking cigars and tobacco and, and uh, pipe tobacco. The, uh, you, you don't know what someone can come up with and create with tobacco, just whether it's aged a certain way, pressed a certain way. Um, yeah. And it's just I, I'm always finding something new that I've never really thought would would happen. And black tea was one of those things where I hadn't experienced
0: it yet. That was, it was pretty awesome so kaz this is this is your first time on the show so you know you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh uh what it is you do with uh, loud dc
4: yes so a little about me my name is kaz walters hi kaz um i'm i'm pastor padrone's favorite person <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, but no in, in in all seriousness uh i uh I've worked for Laldese Enterprises as a whole, uh, coming up on uh, six years this May. And I've worn a lot of hats in those past six years. Um, any, I, I got my, my first start, I was actually working in Cornell and Deal. That was, that was my start with the company. And for my first year, I was uh, blending tobacco, uh, making uh, Cavendish, stoving, pressing. I mean, pretty much every process I touched at some point in that year. Mm-hmm. And then I moved around to uh, the retail side of things. I, I wrote uh, some copy for a little bit uh, and even spent a couple of weeks in, in um, Ireland at, at the Peterson factory. So mm. uh, before I finally landed, uh, almost... August August will be three years. Almost three years ago, ending up in the distribution side. And uh, that has been um, one of the, the most... Fun and I think rewarding aspects so far of of my tenure with the company. Um, I am the uh, it's kind of a, a weird uh, title, but basically I I help supervise the territory sales reps uh, for our distribution company. Uh, but I also oversee the um, what we call the East Coast territory, which is essentially Georgia to to Maine, the the eastern seaboard. Um, And I get to travel around and talk to awesome retailers and sell Peterson pipes, Seven Ellie pipes, uh, Cornell and dual pipe tobacco. And, uh, being a pipe guy for almost 10 years, maybe a little over Mm. like I, I don't have a job. I don't work. Like I, I get, (laughs) I get paid to enjoy my hobby and, and I'm incredibly fortunate for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I was really psyched to uh to hear that uh 724 wanted to to take their um to expand the the portfolio from cigars to also incorporate pipe tobacco and Boston Tea Party started out uh about 6 but, months ago?
0: Yeah, maybe even a little bit longer than that. I mean, I think I think the idea, well, the idea of it was longer than that. Yeah. I think it was I think it was at the uh, a Christmas event we did with you back in the end of twenty twenty where I kinda of floated the idea mm-hmm. of um you know whether or not this was even a possibility, you know, and, and to kind of fill in the backstory here, um the the previous um East Coast rep mm-hmm. um had given me a tin of Mule Town mixture mm-hmm. from the, the 2019 uh, Mule Town Pipe Show, which is one of the big pipe shows in the country. It happens in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Around cl- the Briar Works factory. Yeah, in...
4: Columbia, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville.
0: Yep. And it was a, a great little tobacco. And I'm looking at the side of the tin, and I realized there were only 216 tins made. And I said to myself, if they can do small runs like that, maybe they may what would Cornell and deal were allowed DC be able to do something like that for twins. Mm -hmm. And so I floated the idea to you who had just kind of taken over the East coast, um, at the time. And, um, one thing led to another and it just kind of, it just kind of fell into place. You know, here I thought it was going to be this long, you know, arduous, arduous fight, both, on, on, Not only with you, but with Kurt, you know, because <laughs> hey <now>. Kurt's <clears throat> Kurt's not a pipe guy. And I'm, I'm real fortunate in that Kurt is forward thinking enough and open minded enough and business minded enough to know that just because he just because pipes is not his thing, he realizes it is other people's things. And so, you know, he has let me build a department. You know, for twins, and it's and we've had a lot of success with that. A lot of success. Um, yeah. And and because of that, and and what he saw, he was willing to take a chance and invest in this. And I was surprised at how little I really had to, to do, I'm very pleased with that. And you know, I it, not that we. You know, we know what Kurt's like. You know, we presented a very well-rounded idea with all the all the steps that would be involved, and um, yeah, I was grateful for the for the opportunity to to try it out. And already, the you know, it hasn't even been a week that this has been out, and the response has been so good that I you know we're already looking at doing a second
4: one. Yeah, if if I unless numbers have updated since the last time we talked. This went for sale through Twin, And it is a Twins, twins smoke only. shop exclusive. Yep. Um, <coughs> if, if I understood correctly, this went for sale through Twins on Thursday. This Thursday. past Thursday, which would have been the 10th. Mm-hmm. And last time we spoke, which was, I think, Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night, yep. A third. And this wasn't like a small little run. Mm-hmm. A third of the original shipment had already sold yeah that's that's huge and i um not to derail you but i was also stoked to uh to hear that your first uh blend the the flagship blend in this line of tobaccos that that will happen is that you wanted a burly yeah and i i'm a burly smoker so i, I was <laughs> i was super stoked about that but uh on top of that there was a um you out
5: And I want to make a point just while we're pausing is that the pipe section, the events that we have and having this tobacco wouldn't exist if it wasn't for uh, Dan's unbridled passion (sighs) in pipes.
4: And that was going to be my second point is that bar none, hands down, you have had tremendous success, uh, success with... Bringing guys who only smoke cigars to incorporate pipes into their hobby, and not—I'm mm-hmm. not saying converting cigar guys to pipe guys. Right, right. I am both. I smoke both. I've always put it in terms of, you know, when you want, when you want a steak, and someone offers you ice cream, that's not going to scratch the itch. But right. There's room for both, and that's how I view cigars and pipes. Like yep. when I want a cigar, I want a cigar. When I want a pipe, I want a pipe. Right. And I have not seen that anywhere else. In, in my territory, and I, my my guys who um, who uh, represent the brands in other parts of the country haven't reported seeing anything similar either. Where you have guys who have for years smoked cigars, still love cigars. Their uh, their their passion for cigars has not lessened one bit. Right. But they are confirmed pipe smokers too. Not mm. okay. I'm sometimes a pipe smoker. Like they they are pipe guys. Yeah. And that is for someone in, in my industry and seeing that, that is amazing. That's unheard of. Like usually you fall in one of two. Right. And I, I think that that is definitely from what I've seen. And these, like, like Pat said, he, these guys see it more than I do because I'm only here a few times a year. But from what I've seen, that is thanks to, to your efforts. Like that is definitely thanks to you that, that you've, you've grown these people to being, uh, to to experiencing new things and enjoying new things. And, you know pipe smoking is is a it's a labor of love like i it's like riding a bike like it takes a little bit to get the the trick of it but once you do like it's second nature mm-hmm. and usually that's when you lose cigar guys is mm-hmm. is when they're having to they don't want to learn to, to ride a re- bike and but yeah, like, <laughs> like you made it easy and fun and now they're they're getting fulfillment out of it and mm-hmm. yeah you definitely deserve kudos for that that's because he's the Darth Piper.
5: And like, the, <laughs> the unique thing is, is Dan and I have the same certification with tobacco, but I learn something new every day. I talk to Dan about pipes because he's taken that extra step and that passion that fuels him. It's like every day it's, it's something new. And then I think when people walk in the shop, they, they see Dan's passion and his excitement for pipes it's like intoxicating and then they end up going to the pipe section and then it's always end up being a pipe sale. And then they get the whole like (laughs) nine yards. It's like, Oh, you need a tamper. This is how you pack it. And then (laughs) the next thing you know, you have a new customer and someone that enjoys that passion. Mm -hmm. Like to the point where we even have customers that drive hours to like once a month, two twins for the events and to be able to talk to Dan and get them into a pipe, the new tobaccos that are out. So I think that, like Dan's really led the charge on the pipes and it's I commend him for it.
4: Yeah, and that ties into to what we were talking about in the first half with with Lauren about events. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. When you're enthusiastic about the product that you're mm-hmm. selling, like the the sale is isn't the finish line. Like mm-hmm. that's not the focus. Like that that's incidental, but you you're you're bringing an experience and you're bringing your enthusiasm and like guys who have never even considered smoking a pipe or they might've tried it years ago and didn't have a, 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 a successful attempt. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always because they didn't have someone like you to show them the ropes. Like they, they were trying to figure it out and it's, there's a learning curve. Oh, you guys are humbling me a lot. So. But no, what, what, what I mean, it's, it's important, but, the, the thing is that, that that all ties together. Like it's not just events that you need to worry mm. about, you know, experience, enthusiasm. It's the, the nature of, of the tobacco business, specifically high-end, such mm-hmm. as cigars and, and pipes. It and is cigars. a luxury thing. It's luxury, and it needs to be treated as a luxury, and mm-hmm. it also needs to be treated from from a customer service standpoint as an experience. And, yeah, yeah you guys, all of you guys at, at, this, uh, at this shop have, have totally nailed that.
0: Now, <clears throat> kind of jumping off that you know pipes pipes is is kind of a niche thing Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of cigar shops for reasons we've kind of hinted on they focus on cigars cigars are easy you get it you cut it you light it Mm. you smoke it you know there's really nothing of you that's added to that process you know as long as you don't burn the ever-living crap out of your cigar you're going to have a great experience but you're enjoying what somebody else has put together one of the things i like about pipes is that you get to take somebody else's work and then you get to put your own handiwork in it so that you enjoy it how you like it because you're taking it out of the tin and you're putting it into a pipe you decide how wide sh- you just you're basically you know deciding what's the diameter of the bowl what's the shape of the bowl and just like the shape and diameter of a cigar is going to impact how you experience a particular blend you, the shape of your pipe is going to dictate how you experience that blend and do you like a harder draw do you like a looser draw do you like it to, you know it you have so much more control
4: How it's over this, then you do a cigar.
0: Moisture level, do you want it a little bit drier? Let it sit out, let it dry. Even
5: to that point, like, I, I think that like pipe smoking is kind of a gateway to drugs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of a gateway of learning more about the industry and and not only pipes but cigars because for instance pete johnson he started by blending component pipe tobacco right and for instance like during the event that we had i you know blended the brown and black irish x together black and, and i smoked it and it, it's yeah. you can take these components and, and make some if you like perique you can get more of a you know a perique heavy blend but you yep. can kind of take part in the blending you, and you can, can do take that what yeah. people already did and and take put your own like like i love perique right so i can take parique and put it in like for instance like mississippi river one of my mm-hmm. favorite blends and then i can make something that's more suited to myself and i that you can't do that with cigars you right. can't you know bunch another leaf into the you know mm-hmm. cigar right. right so i think that's a unique aspect of pipes yeah, as well
4: pipe smoking is is definitely a very very personal thing and mm-hmm. i mean if you're smoking a pressed tobacco Like, I know how I liked my flakes or or my ready rubbed, or Mm -hmm. or plugs. I like how, I I know how thin or thick I like the slices. I know how broken up I want it. I know how firmly I want it packed. Mm -hmm. But for me to have an enjoyable experience, you may do it entirely a different way Mm -hmm. to get the same level of enjoyment. It It is very personalized.
0: And, you know, where I was going with that was because, you know, one of the reasons... Twins brought me on, and I'm glad they did, was because they wanted this. They wanted to capitalize on the fact that most tobacco shops were not really full-blown tobacco shops. They are really cigar shops. And so since nobody was taking advantage of the pipes, let's take advantage of it. But here's the thing. Because nobody takes advantage of it, it's a very online-heavy hobby that people have. And so most people can go and and frankly there's 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 no way that a brick and mortar store can compete with the prices people can get online for pipes or tobaccos you know when when big companies are offering them at at discounted rates you, you know you and they have so much more of a selection than any store could could have. Mm-hmm. So if you don't focus on the experience you're never going to you're never going to get those people. And so the the because you can get a Peterson pipe anywhere and be, or, you know you can just go to your computer and go click click click, oh I like that one, I'll get that. If you want them to get that at your shop, even if you're going to offer it at the price that they can get it online. You've got to give them a reason to drive to your shop because they could get it in their underwear while they're sitting at home. You know, so you know, we we started we started doing the events and, and we we had been for the long for as long as I've been there kind of doing the traditional come and, and we'll mm. give you a really great deal on these pipes. And it you know, it worked. It's not like it didn't work. But I didn't w I it got to the point where I was like, We need to do something more than this. When your only tool
4: to, to sell something is a discount. Right. Like
0: I don't want the the only time that somebody's gonna buy a pipe is when there's a pipe show. Yeah. I want them to buy a pipe whenever they come in. And so how can we how can we do something where the pipes are still highlighted, they're still gonna be sold, we're still gonna do the show, but it's not necessarily to come and get a big discount mm-hmm. on a, on a pipe. How can we do an experience? So he came up with this crazy idea of doing the PD blinders. And now for those of you in Rio Linda, that's a takeoff of the Peaky blinders. And, um, you know, we, we took the, you know, Peterson's is really old, you know, with they can, oldest continually running briar factory on earth,
4: right? Yes, they've been around since 1865. I mean, there there is not a continuously running briar pipe factory Any- anywhere that's as old as they are.
0: Right. So, you know, and, and that whole thing takes place in the 1920s, 1930s that the show, the Peaky Blinders is a little gang and so we said, let's let's do that. We'll call it the Petey Blinders and you got to come to the event and we actually had you, you had to join the PD blinders, and it was 25 bucks to join the PD blinders because we can't break people's legs. So it's got to be you know you pay to join the PD blinders, and that got you into what we called the PD blinders speakeasy, which had a Jameson black barrel tasting, um, a pairing of brown Irish X and uh, Irish coffee with uh, Jameson stout cask whiskey in it or a you got to choose a middleton irish whiskey
5: straight or on the rocks. which is only 2500 bottles of that made the only so.
0: 20 yeah it's a 200 hundred dollar bottle
5: of of,
4: yeah. of whiskey i was fortunate enough to get to try the, the middleton and it was it was excellent <laughs> it's it
0: was sweet yeah. with the black irish x and we had uh black and brown Irish accent. We had Whiskey Twist from Gawith Hogarth, which Laodice also distributes there. It was all cut up a day in advance, so it was actually smokable. And you didn't laugh or do anything with that. I was sure you.
4: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I I fail to see the humor in it because I think it's just a fact of life. Like everybody, <laughs> <laughs> rope tobacco is, is notoriously yeah. wet, but it's, it's, it's totally worth I, the prep and the... the
0: I had some yeah. old Black Irish X that was that was all dried out and I found in another bag that I had I still had some as a rope and it was still wet. So I put it in the in the old stuff that was dry mm-hmm. and a couple days later the stuff was moist again. And the, the rope hadn't changed. It wasn't it was still moist to the touch. That stuff li- when, what a there's something it's
4: unnatural. Yeah, it is unnatural, but for you guys <laughs> who have never smoked ripped tobacco, like it is designed to hold moisture impeccably well because it was actually designed in the, the 18th, 19th centuries. So if you were on a ship for uh, three months, that was about how long it took to cross the Atlantic, you could bring this rope tobacco for um, for smoking and it wouldn't dry out. It wouldn't it wouldn't turn to dust on that voyage. Mm-hmm. And uh, they still make it the exact same way with the exact same tobaccos as they did <laughs> centuries ago. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an experience. Uh, if you've never tried rope tobacco, be prepared stuff is stout. Like it's probably yeah. the, the stoutest as far as nicotine strength tobacco you've, you've probably ever smoked. Yeah. Um. But no, absolutely. And I, I, I had a great time. I think from what I saw at, at the, the club that came to the event, they had a great time, like the theme and everything yep. like that was just, it was so well done. And it was, it was a really fun event to be a part of.
0: And like you said at the beginning, in the first half of the show, there were prizes for the best dressed PD blinder, mm-hmm. the best flat cap, Um, The guy who won that actually had a a flat cap that his grandma had given him that she got in Ireland that had this red ball on the top of it. It was crazy. It was a great looking cap uh, wearing the most green for St. Patrick's day. Mm -hmm. And all of those got special prizes. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and then there was a a raffle for a, a pipe and pouch and flask from, from Peterson and, joining the PD blinders, got you a raffle for that. So you were, even if you didn't buy a pipe, you were entered into this, this raffle. Yeah. But if you bought a Peterson lighter, you got two more raffle tickets. If you bought a pipe, you got three more raffle tickets. If You bought two pipes, you got six raffle tickets. And so there were ways to, to really increase your chances on this. But I think the thing that really kind of sold it was if, if you bought a pipe or a Peterson lighter. That twenty-five dollars that you paid to join the PD blinders could be applied against the pipe or the lighter. Mm-hmm. So there was this—you were paying for what was really this. You were getting, you know, sev- you getting several cocktails, and you were getting tobacco, and you were getting food, and we, you know, it was cheese and crackers and stuff there, and meats, and it was a real nice plate that uh, Cheyenne made for us. And so you got this experience to sit and smoke with friends. And if you decided to buy a pipe, you got a discount on the pipe. And so there was, here we created an event where the the pipes were really sold at retail cost, but there was an incentive. There was a cover charge to get in that incentivized you to go and get the pipe. And it worked. It worked big time.
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And, um, now ha- have you done other events like that? No ever no no
4: I've had successful events uh, around up and down the, the Atlantic coast, but nothing nothing like what we did Saturday and that that is going to be a a example that I, I share to to my accounts that want to know like how can they grow their pipe business, how can they make their their pipe customers more engaged like how can they like that right there is just going to be a a shiny example of like this is what you can do mm-hmm. or, or something like it and uh, not to to derail where you were going with that or anything but going back to something you said earlier you're talking mm-hmm. about how online uh or how dominated the yeah. the, the pipe, pipe retail side is by online companies right. and that's i think by, by virtue
0: of necessity
4: yes i think it's true of any any that that's bought or sold like Mm. e-commerce is is the future in in a lot of uh industries but with the analogy i used with you i think it was friday night it may have been saturday like for guys like me up until the time that i I joined lodeezy i didn't have a brick and mortar tobacconist Mm. and sadly like a lot of guys don't so like there there's some necessity for it but there is yeah the the thing about it is had i had a brick and mortar shop to visit mm-hmm. especially with the culture that twins does mm-hmm. you guys would be sick of seeing my face like <laughs> that that's just part of it and uh, i would be i would be buying my pipes and tobacco from dan and annoying like uh, it the the hell out of brie as she she makes my old fashions and as irish like coffees pipes. yeah yeah that's oh sorry am i am i slacking <laughs> you? Uh,
7: yes i uh
4: I moonlight as a as a personal pipe buyer for uh. That's true he's on my payroll. payroll.
7: yeah. <laughs> um,
4: she does not pay well though. And, <laughs> uh, like I honestly, I'm thinking about unionizing. But the uh, the the thing is, uh, the the analogy I used, and this is in no way like a derogatory statement. It's just a matter of fact because I think we're all familiar with this concept, mm-hmm. having gone through COVID shutdowns. Right. You can order a delicious everything perfect about it steak from a white tablecloth restaurant through uber eats or doordash Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing you would get if you went into the restaurant as far as what you're purchasing right but doesn't it taste so much better whenever you actually go to the restaurant and you sit down and you get like there's a culture and there is a an experience that goes with going going into this restaurant. It's not it's not always about what you're getting on the plate. Like mm-hmm. it's the whole package, mm-hmm. and I I like an e e commerce not just with with pipes but with anything. It's like Amazon or, or whatever. Right, like sure. that's that's the DoorDash. That's the Uber Eats. Like mm-hmm. you're getting what you what you need, mm-hmm. but you miss the experience of going to the actual shop.
0: And the experience is is. Part
4: of it. And yeah, and that is so important. And, and like I said, had I, uh, as in my early days as a pipe smoker, had I had a brick and mortar that was, uh, pipe centric or anything like that. Right. Yeah. That would have been my haunt.
0: I mean, one of the great things about doing a thing like, like we did on Saturday was we d- we did have some people who came from long ways away. We had some couples who were, um, one one in particular who came from a couple hours Mm -hmm. north and you know we talked to them for over an hour
5: an hour past close
0: well before before (laughs) before before that i mean they were they were downstairs looking us up and asking questions and and you know you can't do that
4: no and i i made some friends yeah like by the time that they left we were following each other on each other's social media yeah and i mean i i live near myrtle beach south carolina like it it takes me several hours to get up here but yet now like it takes several hours (laughs) i mean time travel device yeah i mean by by plane but uh, i do not i do not drive to new hampshire from south carolina but yeah like there there's that that love of the hobby like that connects us and you know we we developed a friendship we followed each other and then not only that like they left and they came back hours later to to the lounge and we hung out some more right but i mean they also left with three pipes and a lighter yeah and like that's awesome like the fact that you know talking and learning about the brand and like us and then there's no negative connotation here. Nerding out, like yeah. full on nerding out about this stuff and and we both learning from each other. Right. It was the experience and that led to them finding uh additions to their collection that I'm I'm hoping will like the experience of the day will be forever associated when they smoke that pipe. Right. And right. and that's that's what I really like about this job.
0: Now, Pat, you were there at the event. What did what did you think about it?
5: I think it's like to what Kaz was saying, it should be a template for future events. I think that even like the mere example of having it roped off so it Mm -hmm. looked exclusive, I think attracted attention to it. And you honestly didn't really feel like you were in Twin Smoke Shop when you were there. Like it was like a nice scenery and everyone was very interested in what was going on. Everyone was talking about the product and it wasn't a big oh, I bought these many pipes and I have these many raffle tickets. It, it was an experience. And then the sale was just a natural consequence of that experience. Yeah, And it, it was great. I mean, even having Talia there, like it wasn't just pipes. Now we're talking about her product and everyone's kind of learning how to pair it, getting the history behind, you know, Jameson. I, I think it was like on it, every event should have the same outcome experience wise as that one did.
4: I also had a, a number. I, I don't even know the exact number, but I had a, a significant amount of guys who visited uh, Twins and Derry that day to buy cigars. They were cigar guys who stopped by the table and asked questions, picked up pipes like uh, Ood and Odd that were there for 10 to 20 minutes just talking to me. That, like <clears throat> They weren't going to, to purchase a pipe, and I didn't care if they did. Like We were hanging out. They were asking questions. They were engaged. They may come in next month and... One of you guys may sell them their first pipe, And it's human
5: nature, too. Like, I mean, you walk in, and when it comes to the cutting lights, Mm -hmm. it's a promo. Mm -hmm. You you have the cigars out. You know, if you come in tomorrow when it's over, you can still buy the same cigars. But when you walk in and there's an event going on that's exclusive to those members, naturally, you get curious what's going on. Like, why are they back there and I'm not? You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. they start asking about it. And whether or not it turns into a purchase, it's attracting attention not for – a sales motive but an interest motive and i think that's why that event was so spot on because it wasn't sales motivated it was experience motivated
0: and and to your point you know the people who are coming in and going into the walk-in to get cigars couldn't help but look and see 20 30 people smoking pipes and wondering what the heck was going on could they be <laughs>
4: part of that and visibly having a great time and and visibly and visibly having, people seeing having a, a smoke great cloud all over the <laughs> yeah and the, like there is this there is this i i firmly believe there is this like what what am i missing out on like what have i not caught on to that that i need to look into like what do i need to reconsider here hmm. and i think that's been um largely like the key to how you uh, how you approach the pipe side of the business at Mm -hmm. twins that has largely been what has like hooked a lot of guys like oh maybe i need to maybe i shouldn't write off pipes because i tried them once in college in the late 70s early 80s and had a bad experience because i was smoking a a drugstore tobacco and and a corn cob you know what i mean (laughs) and there's there's nothing wrong with corn cobs there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with with these these mass market tobaccos Mm -hmm. but as with any hobby that requires a certain level of skill, Mm -hmm. if you don't have anybody to show you the ropes, Mm -hmm. if you don't have a a font of knowledge that you can go and poke, you're likely to not succeed at your attempt. And you were talking earlier about, you know, cigars is, is something that someone else made, and all you gotta do is is cut it and light it enjoy mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and that is true like i'm not at, at all uh, no, descending there at all. i don't want to down either but at the same time like i i talked to a cigar guy and he was asking about you know how do you smoke a pipe and stuff like that and i i likened it to cigars in that regard it's like yeah like people talk about how it's easy to enjoy a cigar and after you've smoked a few sure it is but if you're first coming to cigars, like it, it can be just as daunting as a pipe because you don't just cut a cigar. Right. Like you got to know where to cut it, how to cut it. When it comes to the toasting light, it's the same thing as, yeah, uh, uh, lighting your pipe and packing. Like you've got to know how to toast it so it doesn't canoe or mm-hmm. split or. So there's there's still a learning curve with with cigars, and I think if you can liken the the learning experience of pipe to what they had to go through with cigars, suddenly it's not daunting anymore. Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, we are just about at the end of the show here. What What do people think of the uh, Boston Tea Party here?
1: Well, I will say this. Um, I, I can remember Dan when uh, Kaz sent you those three tins, mm-hmm. tin one, two, and three, and uh, you and I spent the better half of that day <laughs> that test, was a great test day. driving <laughs> the uh the tobaccos that he sent, and uh, we kept coming back to tin number one. Yep. Which ended up becoming Boston Tea Party, and uh, I think it was for the same reason. Uh, it was intriguing because I don't think I've ever had a tobacco once you open up the can had that nice tea flavor that just came right out of it. It was it was really really beautiful, and uh, yeah. So the, the the pipe tobacco, without a doubt, is uh, you, you just I think it's a great combination of that cedar, citrus, uh, woody, nutty, uh, with a black tea finish. Pat. I will say this again. I'm going to call this the triple P. Pat's uh, perfect pairing. This is uh, P P Yeah, triple P. This has been a, a phenomenal pairing. Probably one of the best ones I've had this year so far. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it's been you're you're batting a thousand, my friend. Keep it going,
0: Dave.
6: I concur. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Very good, Dave.
0: Um, Pat. Nick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat Nick. Yeah, I know. I concur with Paul. I think it was kind of interesting kind of going off the tin notes to make a pairing because I have had the tobacco, but it was a while ago and that was before we selected it. And I was kind of like solely relying on those notes. So when I was trying to kind of, you know, taste sample different bourbons, I was trying to apply it to what that tin said and i think it kind of enhanced my experience kind of being reintroduced to it for the first time because you know the woodford being uh you know barrel age you got like that woody note from the barrel that complemented the woodiness in the pipe tobacco obviously that very pungent tea note that comes in the finish was obviously complemented by the tea and the drink and then i noticed on the halfway point of the bowl though you got like a nice kind of black pepper type spice And there's a little bit of a spice that comes off the drink through the finish. So it really enhanced my experience kind of preemptively choosing a pairing based on tasting notes and then experiencing what that pipe tobacco tastes like to me from the drink that I assembled based on those notes. So
0: Nice. Bree, what about you?
7: Yeah, I mean, this pairing has not disappointed. It's been consistent through and through. Um... I think that like i also remember going back to when we first chose this tobacco and dan came in with his tins and he was like there's one two three and four like and it was amazing to me that we all gravitated towards this particular blend Mm -hmm. and um like with that being said um just looking at 724 as a brand like Mm -hmm. we're we're known as being you know like every man's smoke like every man's blend like it's something that can be enjoyable or blended for every palate. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's impressive that this pipe tobacco happened to do the same. Yeah. You know, it's it's a pipe tobacco that whether you enjoy something bolder, something sweeter, something milder, it manages to encompass all of those aspects. It's you know, if if you're drinking something like this cocktail, I would say it's a perfect pairing, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like the mildness from the tea with like the little Mm. bit of spice, and you get like the slight bite from the bourbon, and the pairing definitely changed in intensity as it went along, Mm. but at the end of the day, it was well rounded, Mm. and I feel like that in general is a testament to 724 in general as a line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a perfect
6: 724 blend. It really is. It was very it's, impressive. It's
7: an all-day
4: smoke. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: What did you think of the pairing, Cass?
4: I thought it was great. I was just thinking about how much this uh, this blend changes through the bowl. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, it it starts out. I get it is a burly blend, and burly is always the in in the front. Mm-hmm. But early on, at the the toasting light, like I I mentioned earlier, the red Virginias are definitely there. They mm-hmm. they bring a nice citrus uh, accompaniment. But uh, it gets spicier, peppery, yeah. like almost what I liken to some. The risk of sounding uh, somewhat pretentious, maybe, reminds me a lot of some really like spicy Thai curries, mm-hmm. like a red curry or a panay. Mm-hmm. and there there's a there's a pepperiness there, and um, I liken or I I credit that to the mixture of the red Virginias, the Burleys, and the Turkish, just all coming in harmony like that, right. And that spice note really amps up as you get through the bowl. Yeah, it and, really
0: does go from a medium to really a medium plus. Yeah, or
4: absolutely. Even more. And it, it is definitely full flavored mm. and, and very satisfying. Like, this is a great, like, first thing in the morning with a dark coffee smoke mm-hmm. and also an after dinner smoke, like, yeah. with a cocktail. Like, it, it fits both of those, but it's. If you're like me, like some guys smoke milder tobacco first thing in the morning, I want something that hits me over the head. Mm-hmm. And not saying that this is a, a like a blunt instrument, but it, it's got a nice <laughs> kick like it, yeah. it it's very uh, refreshing in that regard, but uh, I, I digress. like what I'm saying is Pat's pairing here works exceptionally well. With the first notes that are lighter mm-hmm. and pairs equally well at the bottom of the bowl when it's just at its fullest mm-hmm. and everywhere in between. Like at no point do you go, oh, there's some disparity here. Like mm-hmm. it, it goes along with the progression of the tobacco. And I think that mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. very skillful. Very, yeah.
0: It's a very refreshing drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Pat went around with the liquor portion of this, you know, making everybody sniff it. And they fall over. Bree nearly passed out, you know, with the, the amount of this. alcohol. And and uh, I don't take it. There, I've had this tea, and it tastes like tea, you know. It's mm-hmm. I don't I don't get that this is an alcoholic beverage, which scares the ever-living bejeebers out of me because you know I know what's in here. <laughs> Do you know what I think the
4: genius is it's of it? Because the
5: spoon. No, Honestly, it's not because of the <laughs> spoon.
4: This has black tea notes. And this has black tea flavors, but you said it's green tea, right? Yep. That mix, I think the the green tea with the bourbon and with that little bit of citrus like presents as like an adult like tea, yeah. but like like in the traditional like American iced tea sense, like it's it's a black tea. Yeah. And I think had you used black tea, it it would have been too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have but all these things coming together with the green tea present in a totally different way and I think that that's that's mm-hmm. what works here
0: yeah yeah it just it, it really does uh, to me it's it's in one sense it almost is like a palate cleanser and yeah. mm-hmm. in another sense the, the the flavors of the teas really do enhance the the flavors you're getting in the tobacco And like you said, Kaz, I totally agree oh. all the way down the bowl this. This tobacco intensifies Mm -hmm. as it goes down, and you know it gets much more woody. The cedar notes get much stronger, Mm -hmm. um, and there's there's more of a spice note to it. I think your idea of like a a curry kind of hits that kind of spice that's there. It's not a straight pepper. It's not a straight pepper kind Mm -hmm. of spice, but it, it the tea just it almost refreshes that a little bit as you go further so that you can enjoy that flavor
4: more. Yeah, like for cigar guys who might be curious, I don't liken it to what a lot of cigars, especially of, of the Nicaraguan variety are associated with like white pepper or black pepper. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely get more like a bell pepper note here. White mm-hmm. pepper, black pepper, red pepper. Am I mean. unique in that? But like, there, there's almost like a, a bell pepper note there yep, that's I not in flavor, that. but in the type of spice. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a Common ingredient in Penang, so. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, yeah. Like I, I think that that Jeremy really knocked it out of the park with this. He did great. I think it is amazing that you guys like the decision here was unanimous because like anytime that there is like a bespoke blend unique mm-hmm. to a to a retailer or a company, like there's usually a back and forth. Like I like this about this sample, but I like this about another. Can we bring? There was none of that. It was like one. Yeah, that's it. it was
0: really funny. Yeah, you know uh, we had. F- maybe half a dozen people on staff smoke it. And every single person who smoked it picked Mm -hmm. what is essentially this blend. And even Kurt, who did not smoke it, but he did sniff (laughs) it. He did sniff all three samples. And he said, I like one the best, you know, so uh, it was, it was unanimous across the board and I, to me, that was just like, okay, we don't need any more. We don't need to do other tests. We we all agree this is not just good, but great, mm-hmm. and we can we can we think our customers are going to enjoy. It's this.
4: worthy of the seven twenty four label. Low, yes, yeah.
0: exactly, and you know, just again, just the first week sales of this have been really impressive.
4: Also, not beyond just beyond impressive. I can I can tell you without. uh Breaking any rules or anything like that—it's also unprecedented for for a, a shop exclusive to have that kind of initial release. Yeah, when, Th- when the first
6: day it was out, it wasn't even a half hour before I got calls <laughs> to order it that weren't even going to come into the store and I had to defer them to London because you know they do all the shipping and receiving. But it wasn't mm-hmm. even like people just coming in; it was you know people waiting for the day to call. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, the first thing I saw when I came in that day was shell like with six tins on the counter with a phone call to ship it out. So yeah. Yep.
0: And that guy loves it.
5: Yeah.
0: He's already posted online and that that particular guy uh, we can say it. we can say his name, right? You don't think? Sure. Yeah, Jay Furman. Oh yeah, um, I saw that post, yeah. He he lives in New York. He ordered six tins. Love, now he does his own podcast on pipe tobaccos and and, and he loves reviewing um, you know store exclusive stuff and and uh, that's why he he got it and uh, l- the last line on his post was "I don't know if I ordered enough.
5: <laughs> yep.
0: which is which is awesome. Uh, very glad for such a glowing recommendation mm. less than a week into things that's fantastic um now next monday on not just blowing smoke we're going to be looking at the new Syndicato artista and uh sutliff's crumble cake virginia that's going to be a really good show too so make Mm. sure you're here with us but um kaz thank you very much for being with us please thank jeremy when you go back for blending such a stellar tobacco pat thank you for such a great pairing
4: good job my friend you've done wonderful i want the recipe i'll
0: give it to you all right and thanks to lauren she's still here she's just in the audience right now (laughs) Yay, yay lauren thank you lauren for being with us tonight and um and thanks for watching and we'll be with you next week thank you very much you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke.
7: Rolling with the top-down
0: smoke uh